Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we revamp the best bits from your favorite late night show and package them into the podcast. Today's a very exciting day, my friends. Mm. Today, when this comes out, will be Christmas Day. So, Sen, Kush, Matt Kivers, welcome to the pod. Merry Christmas, boys. Thank you, boys. Good happy to be birthday, here. Happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, I thought it was JC. Santa's birthday. Oh, yeah, have birthday Santa and Jesus, <laughs> turning blasphemous. 2019, both of them. Congrats. So, uh, obviously, in, the, in the, the theme of you know festivities and the festive spirit that we have at Christmas time, we'll be doing a uh, Christmas-themed episode. Mm. So, when I say Christmas-themed, we'll be talking about Christmas for Couple two of times, minutes, yeah. and the rest will be business as usual. <laughs> but we've got to shoehorn Christmas in somehow. Obviously. We've got to, we've got to be thematic, you know? So, Sen, obviously, with a new guest, we're, uh, we'll reach around them a little bit. So, Matt, we want to get to know you a little bit better. And the listeners also want to get to know you as well. So, Sen, you prepared some questions. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Matt's had a few reach rounds in his time, so he'll be used to this. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, so, Matt, uh, as people might not know, so Matt is actually the first Caucasian guest we've had on, um, and you're therefore the token white guy. It's nice to have some diversity. It is. No, yeah. it genuinely is. Um, so, as a representative of the British Empire, would you like to... <laughs> Would you like to apologise for the aggressive colonialism of the 17th, 18th and 19th centuries? Uh, look, I think that's a very sensitive topic uh, that probably shouldn't be dealt with on this podcast. No. Well, you don't want to be the figurehead for the apology? Not, not particularly, no. I think Kevin Rudd already sort of had a go at that and we all know how he ended up. So. Yeah, but it's us brown people from Indian Sri Lanka, exactly. obviously. We've been personally victimised ourselves. Kevin Rudd didn't apologise to us. Well, no, because, you know, he was focusing on the first peoples of Australia, so... No, that's, that's why Sen's asked the question. So you, you were asking for an apology for all colonial... Yep. Correct. ...parts of the British Empire. <laughs> yep. For... I'm not quite sure I can deliver that. <laughs> Just a simple, yeah. we're sorry, we'll do it. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> we're getting nothing from Kevin. <laughs> um, so Kevin is a big cricketer, and you can probably find him... Uh, well, no, you'll definitely find him most summer Saturdays on a cricket field. Ruining my Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. Wasting my Ruining time. your Saturdays. So you've been playing cricket for how long now, maybe? Uh, oh, like 17 years or something. So you've probably spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours in the sun. Don't make me think about how that. How the fuck are you still so pale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, think about it. You've genuinely spent hundreds and thousands of yeah, hours in the sun. Yeah, well, I, I typically, I burn... Yeah. Particularly as a kid, I burnt more because, like, when you're a kid, your, your skin's a bit more sensitive. And I'd go like lobster red, <laughs> and then peel, and then like within a week, I'm just pasty white again. So I don't tan. Is the problem? Kivers, How- Kivers has a very interesting sunscreen routine that he. <laughs> at all points of time cricket, beach you want to run us through that? I was actually before, I was going to say how much do you spend on sunscreen every year? quite a bit because <laughs> yeah. I, I only use the expensive stuff as well like Coles brand sunscreen is trash it doesn't a- SPF 50 plus only right? Yeah, banana well, boat? Are we banana boat? No, maybe? so banana boat's dodgy as well. So you got to get. It's controversial. It's um, the Cancer Council's really good. There's one other brand I can't remember, but they're pretty good as well. She just saw three people yeah. very like amazed yeah. by that. Three yeah. brown guys who have never used sunscreen in their life. I do remember seeing you use sunscreen once in like year eight, and you went purple. So <laughs> there is that. But you, you were saying about your sunscreen routine. What is? Yeah. It? Uh, so. Any exposed part of skin has to be creamed up, otherwise it's going to burn. So the other important thing is that, this is a little known fact, but if you're pasty white like me, it's quite important that you have to put the sunscreen on 30 minutes before sun exposure. Ah, okay. To like let it soak in and then anytime you like, you have to reapply every like two hours or like if you go swimming at the beach or whatever, you need to reapply after that as well. So So we went into like a beach house and Kiva's like, we were just in the house or whatever and Kiva starts asking people, can you lather me up? (laughs) Can you do my back? It's like 8am, lather me up boys. I I think the exact term is cream me from behind. Yeah, cream me from behind, exact, exact words. 
And I was like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? And then he gave me that tidbit about 30 minutes before mm. every two hours. Kivas is very sun conscious because I've seen you when you turn red and it's... It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. You could be a spokesperson for the cancer council, I reckon. How good would a sunscreen deal be for you? Like oh, if they sponsored me, wow. <laughs> Life changing. Um, I've got one more question. Um, and this one in the... In the uh, because it's a Christmas themed episode, I was thinking, so as a Sri Lankan man who doesn't celebrate Christmas, can you describe to me what a white Christmas is like? Like, what do you do? How do you prepare? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Um, I think my sister has, has started dating a Sri Lankan man as well about a year ago. So this is, this is actually his first Christmas. Oh, you got a brother in the house. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's quite exciting uh, for him. But Christmas, yeah, so I uh, never really did this as a kid, but putting up Christmas lights out on the street. Yeah. I've got around that for the last few years. I'm pretty big, pretty big fan of that. How, like, what's, how, the, what's the setup? Yeah. Uh, so the front of my house is quite like, it's got a lot of trees and bushes. So you sort of, you get them around the trees going yeah. quite high Classic up. Classic fairy lights, you just send them around. Yeah. You get up on a ladder, get them pretty high, sort of overhanging like the, the walkway. It's a nice little effect. Nice yeah. touch. Um, and then all, like every year get get something a little bit different. So last year I had some like candy canes just stuck in the ground. Uh, this year I've got some little glitter reindeers that have lights in them. Oh, very so, nice. Where the hell do you store all this shit the other <laughs> 11 months of the year? Well, the lights are pretty easy because they just like roll you up. You just call them up, yeah. So like heaps of those fit in like one shoe box. The reindeer is like, it's a pretty thin box because they sort of fold. So mm. it's actually not too hard to store them. Do you get like competitive with the other houses on your street? So you see other people put up nicer shit like, oh fuck, now I got to go buy some more shit and like try and beat them. I was, I was the first one on my street. So no one on my street actually did it though. So the they couple, didn't yeah, they didn't succumb yeah. to the pressure. <laughs> Well, I, I started it like three years ago and then now there's like another three or four houses along the street. It's a pretty long street that have started to do it. Yeah. Um, but there's this bloke that lives like like at the T intersection at the top of my street um, who I know and his dad, as, as my mate put it, he had a midlife crisis <laughs> and rather than buying like a Ferrari or something, he decided he was going to get really into Christmas lights. <laughs> so like five years ago, he just like went absolutely ham and bought like thousands of dollars worth of crazy oh. Christmas lights. So his house, he, he spends like the first three weeks of November rigging up his entire Christmas mm. like light set up. Yeah, so it takes him like weeks to set it up because there's so much and it goes so high. Like there's wires going like all across the house and it's got a pretty big front yard as well. Yeah. And it's sort of down a hill. So the wires, like there's some that extend from like the roof of the house, like 20 meters up to the street. Like That's it's crazy. absolutely oh, right. crazy. And it's like, if you look at his house, like it's just like neon. Does it look good at least or is it, it a bit too much? Like it's way over the top. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a bit of a rare unit in that respect. <laughs> but I do love like all the lights. Yeah. That, yeah. They're just, we, they're have a, we, have, we have a street where on that street near my house, everyone goes all out. Like everyone decks out their, like, yeah. their thing. They've got massive Santas, lights everywhere, massive mm. stars all over the shop. Um, and there was a for sale sign I saw last week. Yeah. So I'm worried for the next person who rocks up because it's it's shame if you don't fit in. Yeah, you you gotta go all out for it. Yeah, you gotta commit. Well, at least if you're buying at this time of year, you you can see what you're getting yourself into. Like if you bought in like July, you might not know. So yeah, does that scare off potential buyers? They see all this shit. Like, well, I think if they're not up to it, they shouldn't buy. Yeah, I agree. So I actually asked one of the guys. So they have a little cute like um a nativity scene and other stuff around. So I was chatting to the guy who's added up and I was like, oh, so like just out of curiosity, how much do you spend on the Christmas lights? Mm. And he's like, oh, just between five to 10 grand I've spent on Christmas lights. Just casually? Just casually. Five just grand? Five grand on the big Wow. Years. What about the, like, the electricity cost behind that? Like, that would be insane as well. <laughs> yeah, because they're up the, all night. All night for a whole month, for a whole basically. Month, yeah. So let's talk, let's talk Christmas etiquette. When do you put up the lights? So this year I jumped the gun a little bit. I went earlier. Um, so I went like 
towards like mid to end of November. Mm. But normally it's like a firm like start of December. First but I was just December, yeah. I was getting pretty pretty jumpy, so I decided to go early. Mm. Um, a bit edgy, just yeah. Chris, <laughs> Christmas tree is just a getting... firm like you can't put up a Christmas tree until the first of yeah. December. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's fair. fair. Yeah, we're saying nodding along as he's never done it before. I'm imagining Kim just getting withdrawal symptoms at home. He's like selling shit. Oh, oh shit! I need oh, to put I the lights up. Getting to like November twentieth. Fuck! I haven't put them up yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all. Why. So, Kush, do you celebrate Christmas? I think it's more of a recognition. You know, it's just mm. like a Merry Christmas and. That's, that, it. that's our Christmas. Do, do you, <laughs> yeah. So you guys just like it's just a normal day, just at home, like just chilling. Do you guys do presents or anything like that? No, we just do like we have like a lunch, but like that's about yeah, it. Yeah, really do... lunch or dinner. I mean, we had a few years there were like presents, but right. like, it's not like a regular thing. Man, yeah, you guys okay. are missing out. Like, that's yeah. that's that's kind of sad. No, I think it's because my the day before is my birthday, so like continuing oh. on it's just like a double thing. It's just like you know what, stick with one day. You're not mm. worth that much. So are you gonna like? Would you start? Celebrating Christmas when you become fa- like when you have a family. I guess yeah. Why not? Like I mean, yeah, get around the presents. I'll continue and... on the tradition. Because I feel like Christmas. Because like our parents. <laughs> well, I don't know about your parents. Like my parents never grew up with that shit. Like yeah. in Sri Lanka, then that wasn't a thing. So like for them, it was, it's not normal. But for us, like growing up in Australia, it's like yeah. everyone else does it. Yeah, so why not? Kevin, oh, you were saying that before you were here, you were cooking. Yeah. So uh, every year we sort of have like a big Christmas feast. Uh, I've got quite a big family, and we all have partners. So there's like a lot of people. Um, and so like, we sort of split the cooking up. So normally I do a dessert each year. So this year I'm going to be making a um, dark chocolate parfait with honeycomb. And then I've got oh, to figure Mr. out Mr. Master Chef over yeah. what to do wow, okay. with, I'm thinking either figs or oranges, but I'm not quite sure exactly how they're going to fit in yet. You're Some too good of... for a Coles mud cake, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a, bit of a snob when it comes to desserts. Mm. Wait, how um, long does that take? Yeah, I was going to say this. Well, see, so this, we're recording this like a couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, don't break the illusion. <laughs> of, uh... I'm sorry, boys. Uh, so I... Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you beauty. Um, so I sort of have to like, because I've never made this particular dish before. I like to get a practice run before yeah. I embarrass myself in front of, lots of close family Mm. um so it was it took me like i've only done the the parfait so far which is now in the freezer Mm. um at home setting that took like 40 minutes but most of that time was apparently um so my sister's lactose intolerant so i had to get lactose free cream apparently is it new tea or something (laughs) i uh lost my sentence there but apparently lactose free cream doesn't whip in the same way that normal Uh, cream does uh, which i i I never used it before so i only realized when i was trying to whip it mm. that you have to actually like add corn flour or gelatin or something like that. So luckily you did the um, you did the trial run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's very very important process. Yeah, on the actual day itself. Especially right. yeah. the shrunken guy coming in as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, let me tell you, he's very excited for his first Christmas. Is he cooking anything? Is he bringing anything? Some biryani. Uh, I hope he brings biryani. Yeah. I mean, he's thirty years old. It's taking him thirty years to get his first Christmas. So. Oh, wow. Make it a special one for him. Yeah, right. you gotta make it a special one. Anyways, I've had enough about Christmas. And what's happened this week for you? Uh, absolutely nothing, bro. <laughs> nothing has happened to me this week. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Look, uh, you know, in this week leading up to Christmas, because we are recording this in Christmas, kids. Oh, sorry, yeah. Today's Christmas Eve. So all I've been thinking about is Christmas, so mm-hmm. I haven't really had a chance to do anything else. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. Well, this week, actually, I was uh, I was at work and I saw this ad on, uh, on, on the elevators. There's like a screen there and there's an ad there. And it's uh, for Nura headphones. And what Nura does is subscription based. Is this headphones. an ad? Or like, are we plugging Nura? I'm not sponsored and by I'm... Nura. Although, Nura, if you're listening, get around me. But Use our code CriticalBanter at checkout to get 10% off. <laughs> so, no, Nura, Nura headphones are subscription based headphones. What? So, you pay $5 a month to have these headphones or whatever. Um, and then you, you essentially. You so, it's like to... a headphone cult. 
It's like, a head, but the thing is, but this is what I, this is my so life. You're renting you, them. You're basically renting them, but essentially, what happens is it molds to your ear shape and it gives you the proper frequency what? or whatever. But this is my question: Has subscription services gone too far? Yes. This is yeah. permeating yeah. twenty headphones, subscription headphones, and so you know my thoughts about subscription-based services: Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon, Spotify. It all adds up, you know. And I'm not a happy chappy about it. So I just wanted to get that out there. How much is it? Five dollars a month. What's that? Five dollars a month. I, I didn't see the price. Oh, you didn't see how much. Is, but I'm just—I don't understand what you could possibly do with subscription. I'm sure there has to be price. some gimmick or something how involved far you with go it. With subscription That's what I'm saying. You know, like, subscription well, like, well, it's it's, it's sort of actually reached a tipping point now, where like when streaming services began, everyone was like, "This has saved the industry from piracy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then now, because it's like there's so many streaming services and the episodes of whatever people want to watch spread so far. Piracy is actually coming back. Yeah. So, because you can't afford to have seven different streaming sites. Fuck it, I'll just yeah. get it for free. Yeah, exactly. So, Sam, how many subscription services do you have? Two Netflix and Disney Plus. Don't you have like Foxtel as well? Yeah, my that's, dad pays for that. That's different. You, you have Opti- Opti- Sport on top of that. Spotify oh, yeah. Opti- Spotify is no, uh, Apple Spotify. Music. I have Apple Music. Oh, okay. fuck me. <laughs> it's <laughs> eye opening. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, everyone has a minimum of like five. Everyone yeah. has to have like three or four, I reckon. I, I think I only have one being Spotify because I just leech off my sister yeah, for the others. Okay. <laughs> like, no, but you still, you still use it though. Yeah, yeah but I've I mean? not paid a single dollar for Netflix mm. in my life. Fair. Fair. Did, did you see the thing where Spotify is going to actually um, like to verify that it's the family package because people share on the family package. You've got to verify, you've got to go to the same house and you've got to share your location. So if you're in different locations when you're verifying it, they won't let you share the family pack. No, I haven't seen that. Is that actually... Yeah, that, that's actually that kind of creepy yeah. as well. Yeah, like yeah checking, I think they just want to know location, your location, yeah. where you live. Like. It's all data. We're driven in a database society. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got my one article of the week. So this one's about a, a Buxton man who had a meth lab in the church's playroom for children. The police charged the guy, obviously. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, he was uh, producing a bit of... What's it? Med- methamphetamine? Methamphetamine, yeah. I can't even say it. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> methamphetamine. Okay, yeah. He's producing that you know, in a yeah, church's playroom for children. I mean, I feel like that's a good spot to put it because no one checks to look there. Yeah, exactly. hide, hide in plain sight. Mm. The best part is a Methodist church. Because <laughs> <laughs> think about it like this, right? If you were having a meth lab, obviously the first place you'd look is in those shipping containers yeah, that yeah. You know, no one uses. No and one this was a, what? It was a children's playground in a church? What is it? Church's playroom here for children. Yeah, houses. like most of the kids are going to be in the priest room anyway. So like that, <laughs> that's a free room anyway. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some segments with that. Alrighty guys, our game this week, uh, sticking with the Christmas theme, we're doing Biblical or Blasphemy. So this game essentially, you might have seen on Twitter, there's a trend going around, it's describing movie plot lines badly. Uh, so we've adapted it to the Bible, and essentially you guys, the game is simple, you've got to tell us whether this uh, bad plot line is a biblical story or a famous movie. Alright. Alright, so the first one, a crazed lunatic slowly kills kids one by one in front of their fa- friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> And you'll get an extra point if you guess what the movie is. Could be an ISIS execution. Huh? Could be an ISIS execution. <laughs> what happens if we guess the, uh, the verse? You can get, if you guess the, if you guess the book <laughs> of the Bible or the movie that it is, you get double points. Okay, alright. So wow. let me read that one out again. A crazed lunatic slowly kills kids one by one in front of their family and Kush, friends. do you know any verses from the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Confidence. Kivas, do you know any verses from the Bible? Ah, uh, there's Genesis. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yep. And then I know Matthew because, you know, it's my name. Ah, yeah. Named after you, right? Yes. Yeah. Obviously. So any biblical reference that you think that's going to be true, just name him Genesis. So lunatic kills kids in front of their... F- but oh, also th- there's one called Exodus. I reckon that's from Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we jump, it could also be a movie. So think about if that could fit a movie. Like, I feel like that fits Halloween. 
Halloween. The movie Halloween. Yeah. I've never watched it. Have you watched the movie Halloween? I have not. It just sounds like... I don't know. It does sound a bit creepy, doesn't it? Yeah. Killing, was it killing kids in front of the family, was it? One by one, yeah. Mm. Are we going to think... Are we saying it's Exodus? Are we saying... <laughs> <laughs> Exodus or Halloween, boys? That's the game. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving it on you too. All right, Kivas. Look, you seem very confident with Exodus. So we'll I, I wouldn't describe it that way, but... <laughs> we'll, go Bible. we'll go Bible. Bible, Bible yeah. it is. Incorrect. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was the movie. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, but you think about it like this. Oh, well, mate, yeah. Willy Wonka takes the kids into the thing and suddenly one gets fat, one gets sucked into the bloody ferret machine. Do you remember <laughs> That's that one? That's true, yeah. I've actually never watched that movie. What? Neither. All right, well, this game's going well. <laughs> <laughs> I've barely read the book as well, so... Then you definitely haven't read the Bible, so... <laughs> so it's just not a good game for you, Sam. All right, uh, next one is... Woman invites man inside her home for a beverage, and when he falls asleep, drives a th- tent peg through his head. <sighs> So is that, a, is that a plot line from a, a famous Bible story or is it, you know, a movie? Scene? I don't know any famous Bible stories. Um, again, is that like a Halloween movie? It's a horror movie? No, but the thing is he's describing them badly, like a movie. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I, 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 I can't recall anything with that. I think let's go with Exodus. <laughs> Are we going Exodus We're again? going Exodus again. I, I don't know. Maybe it'd be... Uh... <laughs> Maybe Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to my fourth Bible book. <laughs> <laughs> It's up there somewhere. Psalms. Psalms. I think that was a nice one though. Like people didn't really die in that one. <laughs> that, that's they? more like poetry. You know? Yeah. Um, it's Leviticus then. Leviticus. Oh, yeah, there we okay. go. Like, that three... was the nasty one, wasn't it? Is no, that's Revelations. Revelations where everyone Wow, goes, you, you know a lot of these. Up. <laughs> Jeez. Leviticus is like the, the law. So it's like a, a law book of like the old the Old Testament law. Uh, Revelation is more like prophecy, so like visions and stuff. Ah, okay. So, any danger of you actually answering the question? <laughs> oh, right. I was saying Bible. We'll say Bible. Yeah. Bible, Bible, correct. Yeah, so it was the jail and Sisera, the commander of the Canaanite army, who the Israelites were fighting at the time. Oh, was... like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Drinko. <laughs> this is... That is my favorite Bible book. So blasphemous, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right, the next one is, an uncle kills a child's father, so he, so he uses a pig and a big rat to help him get revenge. <sighs> That ratatouille? <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, sorry. So an uncle kills a child's father, so he uses a pig and a big rat to help him get revenge. Is this Hamlet? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Could be. Uncle kills the father. You um, a rat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So the thing about movies that have rats and pigs or... Babe. Babe. <laughs> It's Babe and Ratatouille. There's the other two ones. So you guys are going to be a movie? I reckon it sounds too rare to be a movie. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine any like Hollywood scriptwriter writing that. <laughs> I do like it. it, it Kibbs makes a good point. It is very... Ad- oh. But then what if the person, like the nephew, what if they're, what if they're animals as well? I mean, the pig and rat. That That's true. It could be. To help them. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. if it's a kid's movie? Like it's really dark. Mm. It's like Watership Down. Mm. You guys read that? I'll that give you so you're in a you're in a good direction. Uh, yeah, so that's something. Oh. So you basically just told us to movie. Yeah, but I want, I want you because I want you to get something. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to get any points here. That's true. So I have to guess what movie it so is. So guess the movie. So if all the animals are, so all the Lion King. Animals, there you go. Sandy's got it. Big boy, correct him. No way. Lion King. Yeah. Where's got it? There's no pig in Lion King. Yeah, the Pumba, Timon and Pumba. Yeah, so that's why it's bad oh, description. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Alright, not bad. Alright, the next one is man uses a donkey's jaw to annihilate a thousand men. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek? No. Shrek? no. I thought of Shrek immediately. <laughs> what, Shrek 2 DVD? Blu ray? Shriba. <laughs> Man uses a donkey's jaw to annihilate a thousand men immediately. Is that what you said? Mm. Can't think of any film with a donkey. Lord of the Rings? I don't know. 
Because you're a... You're the movie, yeah. Because you're the movie fanatic. But they're all like poorly, like... Described. Yeah, that's true. Quivers, you going to give us anything here, mate? I'm I'm really (laughs) trying to take this one in. It's a very rare situation. (laughs) Quivers has the biggest look of contemplation I've ever seen. He's just... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I was like, Exodus 17, 13, something like that. What if they they use the jaw in an unexpected way, you know? What do you mean? No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's not necessarily they just have the jaw and they just... Like chomp with the jaw, they could they could turn it into a weapon or something. Yeah, and then so it could be, I'll, I'll give you this. Could be a movie in the in the whatever it is. The guy gets um, the donkey. He rips the donkey's jaw apart and he uses the donkey's jaw as a weapon. He just so he's like people. swinging it, swinging the donkey's jaw around. Does that help in any way, shape, or form? Can Hollywood come up with something like this? But it's badly explained. It might not be a donkey, though. Remember, it is donkey. I'll say okay, this one's so- a donkey. <laughs> I don't think... Nah, I feel like that's it. That's I reckon there's shades of David and Goliath in this. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which yeah. draws me towards a Bible conclusion. When in doubt, Exodus. When in doubt, right, we'll Exodus. say Bible. It is the Bible. It nice. is the story of Samson in Judges, the book of Judges. Ah. So he really swung a donkey's head. Yeah, so old mate Samson, he gets like... He's very strong with his long hair. Yeah. Isn't he the one with the hair, right? Yeah, the hair, that's right. He gets the uh, donkey's jaw and just destroys a thousand men. All right, the final one is man offers his daughter... Oh, sorry. Man offers his daughters as a sacrifice to a crazed mob in order to protect a stranger. See, this... Oh. It sounds very obviously like the Bible, but I feel like it's not. It has to, I think it's a movie. But what could it be? Man, sorry, man offers both his daughters... Both his daughters to a crazed mob in order to protect a stranger. Oof. Can't think of anything. There are definitely biblical like overtones mm. to this. <laughs> but I feel like he's trying to put us off with that. Yeah. Sacrifice. I mean, I've, I've been having a bad run with the games recently, so it's t- I was thought a bit more... And I've been trying to figure out ones that are very, you know, ambiguous. Come on, Kush. You've got to give us something here, mate. Kush is the know. self-proclaimed movie expert. Surely you I know. know. <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't watch any movies where men sacrifice their daughters? <laughs> Not that I can recall. <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, potentially. I don't know. You tell me. Look, Kush, I do not watch many movies and I also tried <laughs> to read the Bible and didn't get past Genesis. <laughs> so I'm, I'm struggling here. You've got you to gotta give us a hand. I, I think it's a movie. I think he's trying to trick us here. All right, let's just go set. It's a movie. It's not a movie. Oh, it is oh Bible. I see. And uh, Matt, it is Genesis. So. Oh, you're yeah. kidding me. <laughs> Bro, that, that's your wheelhouse. Yeah. That's the one thing you know. I got, I got about 40 pages in, so I, <laughs> if it wasn't in that, then I wouldn't know it. All right, boys, I've actually cleaned up that round. 4 oh. 1 my way. That was no, a I tough feel like game. that's a yeah. successful, successful day for me. He really backed himself on the Bible there. Mm. Play to my strengths, you know. Yeah. That's the one. All right, well, let's move on to uh, the next segment. All right, boys, for our first segment, we're doing uh, Dobbin Array Units. We haven't done this one for a while, and uh, the premise of the segment is simple. We, get, uh, we find people out in the wild who are rare units, which just means they're kind of strange or interesting in a particular way, shape, or form, uh, and we flame them on the podcast. So, uh, Kiva's. Since you're the, the guest on the podcast, we'll let you go first. You know, do you have any rare unit stories that people, or you want to dob in someone that you think is unusual? I do. I do come across a fair few rare units in my day to day life. Um, the first one that comes to mind actually fits quite well with the podcast being a public toilet story, mm. which I know our favourite. You know and love. <laughs> uh, so this takes me back to my retail days when I was working in the same shoe shop uh, where you were. Yeah, me and Kevers used to work um, at the Athlete's Foot. Great loose use of the word work. <laughs> we... I attended and got paid for my time. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I did frequently take toilet breaks as well. Um, and small bladder, of course. Absolutely, and a lot of hydration. So I was I was going to the toilet, and it's quite a far walk from where the shop is. Um, so I get into the toilet at Westfield, 
And the way it's set up in this particular toilet is that there's one wall with urinals and then on the other wall are all the stalls or cubicles. So I rock up. Obviously, you know, you walk to the furthest urinal so you get a bit of privacy. Uh, And I'm sort of getting started. And then I see this... (laughs) see this old bloke who's like a hunchback tootle in with his shopping bag mm. like just really really slow mm. um and the kid's cubicle was the one furthest along like pretty much behind the urinal that i was using and i could sort of hear him because he's rustling a lot so i just look over my shoulder as i'm going and i see him tootle in and he gets into the cubicle puts his bags down on the floor um and then he grabs some toilet paper and starts wiping the seat, as you do on a public toilet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty standard. Puts it in the toilet to create that little layer so he doesn't get any splashback. He doesn't want Poseidon's kiss. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. So I, at this point, I'm in totally with him. I agree with him. Um, <laughs> and then I'm done. I turn around and I'm about to walk out, wash my hands, get back to work. And I see him pull down his dax. And then I'm like, oh, maybe he just forgot to close the door. I'm sure he'll close it in a second. <laughs> no sooner do I think that than he sits down with the door wide open on this tiny children's toilet. So it's, oh. it's quite small. So his, his knees are sort of up around his head almost. Oh. Um, and yeah, he just starts doing his business quite loudly, I might add as well, with the door wide open. So that's my rare unit from the public bathroom Yikes. story. Uh, actually, I've got another public bathroom story. Oh, of course, classic. This is, um, happens at Central Station, which is, you know, it's a, it's a pretty busy area. You've got 20 platforms or so, everyone comes in. Um, this was at one of the, the sinks. And uh, normally, you know, we've seen a few people doing the toothbrush and all. This guy brought um, Gillette Fusion, the actual cream. <laughs> cream, cream. And um, he's got a couple of razors, not just one, because, you know, just in case if one breaks, yeah. you have another one. You've got a backup. You need a backup. Yeah. So he's just there splashing water on his face, you know. And I'm just there washing my hands with soap. And I turn around and he's just slapping the Gillette Fusion <laughs> like, across his cheeks and everywhere. Was not- it the foam or was it the gel? It was, it was the, the foam, the foam, mm. yeah. But he doesn't stop there. He sort of gets a bit of the chest hair as well. Mm. <laughs> and he, I just see him like go up from the chest all the way up to his like cheek. So he's a neck beard. Yeah, and he just keeps going. He doesn't care. He's like humming a tune as well. And, like, where, where do we stand on shaving in public toilets? Maybe he had a big meeting or like an interview or something and he didn't have a chance to do it the night before. I don't know. That's a no from me. Like, yeah, look, if you're going to do it, you can't be doing it in central toilets. Yeah, or yeah. Know, at least. I've always said that though. Um, like what? You- never shave at Central Station. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my one of my lifelong mottos. <laughs> but what is it about public toilets that just, especially you're right, Central Station? You had the buddy, the guy washing his punnets, the strawberries. Punnets. Oh, that was a classic. I mean, no, that's like public toilets, like stations, uh, shopping centres. That's where you get like the depths, the scourges of society. That's where they all meet, they all and so you get all time. sorts. I think with Kiva's story, I reckon he was he was power playing you. It was an alpha move from you, I reckon. I, I, I don't think he was. I think he was just a bit bit weird. You reckon? Was, yeah. It was just you two in the toilet, right? Yeah, no it was, it was completely empty. And it was quite a big bathroom as well. <laughs> mm. But he came to the stall nearest to you, right? Well, yeah, he just kept walking along to the end. Well, he chose uh, the I children's it was an alpha toilet. Move. Why did he choose the ch- Was he short? I mean, he wasn't tall, but like he's not a kid, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a rare choice. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit strange. Did he make eye contact with you as he was doing it? No, I didn't look at his face. <laughs> um... Just as Wang. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. If you, if you wanted to power play him back, you could have just been like, you know, nice one. <laughs> just hold him back there. No worries. Uh, I've, got, I've got another rare unit. Uh, so I've brought him up before. Uh, so the law firm next to us uh, has a guy. His name is Greg. I'm going to name and shame him. He's about a 50-year-old guy. Um, he's been a lawyer for a while. And he's a fucking weird person, yeah. honestly. So we saw him a few weeks ago. We were walking back to uh, our office. And all he says to us is, 
some good talent on level six, yeah. and they just walked into the elevator and left. That's right. Us. Yeah, you told that story. Yeah, so I told that a few weeks ago. So now this week we had an update. Uh, again, we were going into the elevators, and he was getting in. So we're going up to our level, and he gets in with us. He's like, "Boys, honestly, the level, the talent on level six is amazing." <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Oh, <laughs> We're just sitting no. there like, hello, Greg, good to see you. <laughs> and he's just going on and on about how there's like beautiful women on level six. Turns out he's got a kid our age, like 21, who also oh. works at the law firm. Oh, so this guy's that. like in his mid 50s, just <laughs> frothing over like 20 something year old girls on level six. And I, I, it honestly is creepy. It's genuinely creepy when he does it. What do, what do you say? How do you respond to... Luckily, I'm like? with other people. So they do the talking and I'm just kind of in the corner. be like, please stop talking to us. Mm. Leave us alone. Um, but is that a thing? Well, you're a lawyer, Kivas. Or going yeah. to be a lawyer. Is this <laughs> common yet. predatory behavior? Uh, I would say quite seriously, there is a, there is a problem with um, sort of in the law industry. You're choosing your words very quickly. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually lost the word. It's on the tip of my tongue. But in terms of like systemic. predatory behavior, mm. it can be quite systemic, particularly with um, people in positions of power, I think. So, so, so this is normal. So I shouldn't. So he's not rare. He's like more or less. I wouldn't say it's normal, but it's not it uncommon. Happens. Like it does happen. Are you going to go down this path as well? Are you going to be <laughs> creeping <laughs> on next Greg? <laughs> Are you going to be the next Greg? Well, I, I thankfully don't have a name like Greg, so I should be safe. Are you should be fine. Yeah. Sorry, you have an equally as generic name, Matthew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Deary um, me. I feel like with the, I don't know. I, I don't work like the company that I work at. It's very young. We don't have these problems, but I can imagine in big industries like business and law. They have all these old guys at the top and that culture just filters down. Thoughts? Well, no, that's... Yeah, it's 100% correct. Yeah, yeah. I certainly have heard stories from um, friends of mine who've been in sim- similar situations. Mm. So I've just got an image of Greg in my mind. He's like... Let me paint it. He's like 50. He's got a massive belly and he was walking around with like a Porto bag, had a Coke in his hand and just frothing over girls. Don't you know, Greg? Isn't this your story? Why do you have to picture him? <laughs> no, no. Well, that's what I'm thinking right now. It's just, yeah... It's a bit yuck. It is what it is. All right, boys. Shall we uh, move on to the next segment? Yes. All right, guys. That brings us to the end of the episode. And as per usual, I got my tip of the week. Um, so Miss Universe 2019 is happening soon. Um, and there are about 50-odd contestants I can see here. And, of course, Sportsbet has a market for it. Yeah. Because there's a market for fucking everything. And the favorite is Miss Thailand. Or could be Mr. Thailand. I'm not sure. <laughs> And they're paying a dollar ninety one, so it's like a red hot favorite. Because next is Miss Philippines at four dollars thirty three. Uh, but if you scroll all the way down, you see Miss Zambia. And I feel sorry for her; she's paying two hundred and one dollars. What does she look like? Rank outs. Like, like, how can you go from a dollar ninety one to fucking two hundred dollars? Does she have like buck teeth? Like missing an ear or some shit? I haven't. I don't know how they how they even calculate the favorites for that. Like what makes is it? They just have some... like stuff interns scrolling through the photos <laughs> yeah, yeah. on Instagram and being like, "Oh That's yeah, two hundred dollars." Imagine Greg on that one. Your friend Greg. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Should send Greg a link. All right, it'd be a good job to have. But yeah, so get, we, get around, around Zambia. Uh, get around Zambia. Zambia, guys. Give him a bit of love. All I'll right. do my quick uh, on this day, so we do know what happened on this day. But um, actually, in 1741, the astronomer Anders Celsius introduced the centigrade temperature scale. Wow. Yeah. So on Jason Christmas Day, 1771. Yeah, 1741. 41. Wonderful. There you go. All right, boys. Uh, great episode again. Thank you, Matt, for coming on. Um, is there anything that you want to shout out or plug? I actually have genuinely nothing to plug. 
So just the, it's a bit of a letdown. Just the we'll, we'll, yeah, the recipe from your your parfait or whatever that sounds tasty. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a photo when it's done. Mm, can't yeah. wait. All right, fantastic boys, great episode as usual. Um, if you want to hear more of this quality content, find us on the Critical Banter podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Sorry, I was actually trying to find the words there. I actually forgot the name of our podcast for a slight Jesus second. Christ, right? um, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, we're at, at Critical Banter. Um, find us uh, there. If you want to send us a question for us, TCB or Unqualified, DM us personally, DM us the page. Um, we'll find the Google Doc that's hidden around somewhere. And as always, see you next week and Merry Christmas. <laughs>